All right, you're listening to They Said I'm Funny. This is Adam Wolf, and I'm here with my good buddy... Justin Moreno. All right, and today we have a special guest. He's he's probably one of the the most successful comic and the most like probably the most popular. He's like a local legend. Uh, when people when he comes in the room, like the whole room perks up and everybody. Yeah. I've never seen anyone not excited. You know when he yeah. walks into a room. Oh, you guys are, are, are laying it on thick. <laughs> so today we are interviewing our good friend, amazing comic Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have you have you're a man of many names. We know you in comedy. Yeah. You're South Philly Reef. Yes. Uh, what's the background of that name? Um, laziness. Honestly, just being lazy. I was in Texas. Well, actually, I was in North Carolina. Because when I first started doing comedy, I would just call myself Sharif, whatever. I didn't know. And then uh, I moved to Charlotte. I was there for a little while. And somebody was like, man, you need a name. And I was like, mm, I'm from South Philly. And okay. people in my neighborhood called me Reef anyway. So, okay, South Philly Reef. It's okay. Man. That was pretty quick. And then I, I, there, that kind of <laughs> leads me to a question. Because I feel like, you know, when a... Like black comics are the only, usually the only ones that have right. like like stage names that aren't like somebody like if Justin didn't want people to know his profession he might be Mexican like Justin right. he might be like John whatever but like you don't see I mean there's like polar bear who's half white half Mexican right but you don't it's what is the well it's a it's a uh, I did research on this actually okay so for instance you know like Jamie Fox name isn't Jamie Fox his name is Eric Bishop mm-hmm. you know so. Uh, with black comics back then, like we're talking um, 40s, 50s, early 40s, 50s, your regular name as a black person meant shit. So it had to have some sort of uh, nickname or stage name in order to sell, in order to get into places where we weren't allowed to be into. So people just started adopting stage names. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like... Um, as far as I know, that's what the origin of it is. And then just black people in general. We got a lot of nicknames. You know what I mean? Like you grow up, your mama call you Butt Butt or Stoop Stoop or Stank Stank or something like that. Yeah. Or you join a gang and they change your name. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of. Yeah. You know, blood in, blood out. There you go. <laughs> Open your eyes and see. <laughs> the only white person I know that I knew personally that had a stage name. It was this guy named Lauren that used to do comedy in Colleen and back in the day. Uh-huh. He chose the name of the Gene. Not Gene, the Gene. The Gene. It was... Also, I, too, I don't like, think he listens. It was kind of lame. <laughs> also, like it's like white guys and other people, They, you know, that's how they introduce themselves. You ever meet a black dude, he's never going to tell you his first and last name right away. Yeah. If you meet him, it's like, like Adam Fins. Hey, man, I'm Adam Wolf. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving you my government name. Are you the feds? I don't know who you are. I don't know. Man. It's just something we do. Yes. So, you're not from Texas. No. No. Um, kind of tell us a little bit how you got from, you know, where you were and to where you are now. Uh, um, how I ended up in Texas, I found out I had a daughter here. Uh, I was in the military for a little bit, uh, for maybe about two years. I was in the military. I was in Germany. I was stationed in Germany. And, um, yeah, it was a wild time, man. It was a wild <laughs> time. And I ended up impregnating my second child's mother, you know. And um, 
I got out of the military, got a phone call that I had a 14-year-old daughter, and it was like, I guess I'm going to Texas, you know what I mean? Because I never wanted to have kids spread out all over the place. It's a common misconception about me that I got all these kids, and no, yeah, I do, but we're all together, okay, good. right here. So I came here just because I found out I had a daughter, yeah. and I ended up in Texas. But I had already been doing comedy before I got here. I was uh, actually started in Philadelphia. I um I got in trouble again. I was like one foot in, one foot out type thing. I like people always encourage me to do comedy throughout my life. Like I heard it a lot. I was just a goofy ass dude, you know what I mean? But I sold drugs and shit. So yeah. it was like I and that's what that's what uh shout out your old, old CO. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's my guy, man. He was just saying like anytime you were hanging out with the guys like it was you're just always on and it, like he always he almost made it seem like it wasn't even work when you were out nah, there at all like man. just because you made it fun it was just like well i i really i really appreciate him because i met him at a time of my life where i didn't know god you know what i mean and if you you know him he's really oh, yeah. on god and i just he, got a text from him yeah this morning like, about, like god bless like, right he was I, actually yeah. the first adult male to like show genuine interest like uh, okay kid you got potential you're just a fucking jackass <laughs> if i can guide you and get some spirituality in your life and i do that and i always big jerry that's my dog you know what i mean i always appreciate him for that because i really like build a relationship through with god like from the stuff that he would do and the things yeah. that he would do he's like, he's an amazing guy yeah he really is man that's my guy man mr it's all nervous, <laughs> It's cool. You would never think he played ball the way he do, too. Yeah. Man. He's amazing on the basketball court, if you don't know that, bro. I know he's a good bowler. Ball. I mean, a bowler. He ball. Basketball? Oh. Put him God. out there? Yeah. Put him in the post yeah. or is it on the perimeter? Man, everywhere, bro. I'm telling you. Slasher, Damn. put him in the post. And he's he's not a big dude. No, he's not. He's not. But he ball. He ball hard, too. Okay. I got to keep that in mind with our, when our staff student. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> just, I'll just keep feeding him the ball. He balls, bro. Yeah. So this is somebody that you both know from your you yeah. work with him presently and you know and him. he was my uh, section chief okay. when I was in the military okay. and it was funny though when I first as I got into the military because I, I told this story before but I got into the military because my mom was having sex with a recruiting officer you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> seriously and I had just got out those of those guys take their job seriously they, yeah. <laughs> 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 he must have laid it down pretty good to give you up. <laughs> <laughs> I was fresh out, you know. I, I went to jail when I was well. My first prison stint, I went when I was seventeen, and I was charged as an adult. So I got out two years later. I was nineteen. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life, but my mom had a plan. You know what I mean? So the military was like, "You're going in the military," and I said, "Mom, convicted felon. How am I going to get in the military? Here, meet this guy." <laughs> I didn't know they was fucking into. <laughs> I'm not gonna call you dad. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Why is the recruiter here at three o'clock in the morning? This is right. But anyway, you know, pull some strings, and because I got, um, I got convicted as a juvenile, but tried as an adult. It's really weird. So it was some strings. He pulled some strings. The next thing I know, man, I was in Fort Sill, Oklahoma, doing basic training. That's where I went to. Yeah. How oh, nice. Fort Seal. I, I went to Fort Seal. I got there three weeks before they um, allowed girls to start coming. Uh, so it was yeah. like, oh, 
they put me in basic training with a bunch of women. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! What what year was that? Because you're about the same uh, age as I am. I think I was. We're old guys. Four seal. I'm gonna say ninety eight. Okay, so because I, I was there 90, 96, 97. Oh, or ninety five, ninety. Yeah, yeah, I was right after that. 96, I was yeah. right after that. I was seven because it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're old. We old dudes, yeah. man. I tell people all the time, bro. I'm an old guy, man. So were you there? Were you artillery or were you? Yeah, at, I was field artillery. Okay. Yeah, thirteen Bravo whore. Yeah, I was putting rounds down range, baby. Electronic repair, and they sent me to. I guess because it was closer to El Paso yeah, than yeah. to other places, but yeah. So I ended up going to Germany. Um, and thank you both for your service. Yeah, man. man. I mean, I didn't do shit, man. I, I, burned, I burned poop for you, buddy. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't do anything. Well, when we... Um, I appreciate that transparency. <laughs> like, completely. Just because, like, I feel like, you know, sometimes it can be stolen valor. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I know dudes who do it all the time. Man. I know dudes who were like cooks in the military. And then they get out. Like, Y'all was in Afghanistan. I was, yeah, you were making omelets there, bro. <laughs> I worked with a woman uh, at my last job for a few months, and she was a disabled vet. Uh-huh. And everybody assumed that, like, yeah. she got blown up in war. No, she hurt her herself playing soccer <laughs> during PT. <laughs> but but she didn't correct people. I'm telling oh. you, I got a homie like that, bro. He was really a cook in the military, bro. He burned his hand on a grill. Perfect. He got a whole story. <laughs> I'm serious, bro. He got a whole story about getting blown up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got PTSD, man. So what, from butter? Yeah. <laughs> from a microwave? Yeah. <laughs> Every time he gets near a George Foreman grill, he starts shaking. <laughs> hey, that's not plugged in, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> that's how you be, too. Man. And when we get alarmed, I mean, cut that shit out, man. I was there with you for I mean, what you did. Used to make my omelets every morning, cut it out. But, you know, I made that transition. I went from uh, Germany, got out of the military because I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I, I really didn't like it. You got dudes in there, 17, 18 years old, gun hold. Their dad was in the military, his dad was in the military. And I'm just like, I just want a check, bro. Right. It's, it's a guaranteed check. It's a way that I could take care of my kids. Because at the time, I only had two. <laughs> <laughs> But the audience at home can keep track right. as we go through your story. Yeah. Yeah. Two now. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Brown or yeah. Philly. Who's yeah. <laughs> I got snipped after the first one because uh, for real. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't need to be. I know I messed my kid up enough already. Right. I, just, I don't need any more kids. To, How thoughtful of yeah. you. <laughs> but yeah, man. From Germany, got out, and then I went right back to the streets. Yeah. So I was in the streets for a long time, fucking around. It wasn't until. Um, Honestly, to be honest with y'all, man, it wasn't until I moved to Texas, bro, to really start looking at shit differently. And, you know, I lost a lot of people along the way. And it was like, all these people believed in me. I think I should start believing in myself a yeah. bit. You know what I mean? I don't want to fucking die. And all these people just like, well, <clears throat> that was useless. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so, well, we're glad you're here. Yeah, we're glad man. you made it through. I'm glad to be here, man. I bullshitted you guys for months about coming up here. <laughs> but... I don't know. I just really, I really do get busy. So it'd be oh, like, yeah. <sighs> well, try. Justin tried to cancel on. Uh, yeah, you know, he was I hoping want, that you would I, cancel yeah. so he could go play I was golf. Really, I, yeah, I wanted to play yeah. golf. It was a, it's a beautiful morning for golf. I'm glad I didn't. See. You might no, still have time. No, no. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You're right. So right. what? So where along? The, so you said you started doing comedy in Philly. Yeah. Was that 
Um, after the army, before the army. That was after the yeah. army. I got that was after the army. Another print, another stint in prison after that. So when I actually started doing comedy, I was in Philadelphia. I got out of jail. I had beat these crazy charges, and I was like, okay, enough is enough. I got to do something else. Uh, we were actually just going out to eat, and my cousin signed me up for an open mic. I didn't know what the fuck it was, and uh, almost like as a prank, yeah. like not you wanting to no i had no idea i was i went in the bathroom and i came out and the fucking dude was calling my name he was like uh is there a sharif here that's like when you go to a restaurant and the person goes to the bathroom and you're like it it's their birthday yeah that's yeah, what they yeah. did to it's, me. Well, it's well, a variation they, of it, yeah. they knew about it like days before they had uh, signed okay, me up okay. for it because the host was my cousin's a rapper and shit he rapped with meek mills and all them oh boys. hell yeah. So, yeah it's like I'm the third best rapper out of philly yeah, you know, it's, Will Smith, I think, is my number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, Will's a legend, bro. You gotta give Will his props. So did they do that to fuck with you or because they knew you'd be great at it and you yeah, didn't want it? Was or, always, yeah, it was one of those things where it was like my cousin that raps, I mean, we were together every single day. He used to always just tell me, man, you need to do comedy. You need to do comedy. You need to do comedy. And I would just... I'm a gangster. I ain't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not... Getting that thing, fuck yeah. Jay Z turned into a rapper, right? To right. Like, yeah. I fuck with you guys because you're my family and friends. You guys know who I am and how I am, so I'm just silly and goofy in front of you guys. I'm not about to make a spectacle of myself on a stage, but so I, was it a pride thing holding you back? Yeah, yeah like honestly, okay. yeah, because it's like I'm running around calling myself a gangster. I'm, I'm a thug. I'm not. Yeah here to fucking play I'm, you know what I mean like you're gonna laugh at me and I'm gonna get pissed off if you're laughing at me like it's different bro it's like I'm with my family and friends I'd be myself yeah anybody else is like don't play with me bro so um I get up on stage and I damn near shit myself but <laughs> and for the first three minutes I was just like kind of I look like Ricky Bobby in his first interview, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how to hold the mic. I don't know how to. And this lady said something, and that set me off. And I just started talking about her. And then okay. it was supposed to be five minutes. I was on stage for like 13 minutes. Oh, damn. And we were just ripping. And, and it was just like, I've found what I've been looking for. I know, I know it's cliche, but it's true, bro. It's like my whole life, I felt like I was searching for something. Like something was missing. I don't know what. But that first night. It's oddly intoxicating. That first night, bro, I was hooked. I was hooked. I, I was hooked. And funny, because the owner thought I had been doing comedy before. And I was like, no, nah, I never did it. That was really my first time. And he fired the host that night. <laughs> <laughs> because, I, the dude, I was ripping on everybody, yeah. bro. I was just, like, bringing this great energy to the room. It was kind of mundane when we got there. And then it was like, after I got off stage, it was like everything. My cousin was just standing there clapping proudly and shit. Like, I told you. Dude, and yeah. I cried, honestly. I cried because it was like, damn, I didn't know I can do that. And then I was like, I just started hosting that. I hosted that mic for two months. I didn't bomb. I didn't have anything, everything. So I thought I was big shit. And then I lied to somebody and they put me on a show and I fucking bombed. <laughs> How much time did they give you? They gave me 20 show? minutes. God damn. They Your gave first me 20, showcase? My first showcase. Get the big fuck out shout of out. I, I promise yeah. you, big shout out to Courtney. Courtney was a girl. Her name is Coco Fresh. She's a lady out of... Um, She's she's from VA, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, we had cross paths or whatever. She's like, you're funny as fuck. I'm going to put you on my show. And she was like, I'll give you 120 bucks for 20 minutes. 
I was like, all right. <laughs> I ran out of smoke the first seven minutes, bro. <laughs> I made fun of everybody fucking in this room already. Like, <laughs> it's hard when it's only eight people in here. Yeah. Only, <laughs> I don't know shit about comedy yeah. for real, you know what I mean? So it's like, well, it sounds like comedy pays better a little bit on the East it's, Coast. It's hard to imagine yeah. that because we know you as the Philly today right. or the last you know, two shit. or three years that we've known you. Oh, very commanding. you... <laughs> Commanding, confident. Because right now, I feel like you could get up on the stage and do twenty minutes, no problem. Yeah, you know, thirty. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been on. Maybe not even do any material. Honestly, for twenty or thirty. The longest I've been on stage. Big shout out to Latown Wigs. This is a funny story. Um, The longest I've been on stage was an hour and twenty-seven minutes straight. And is here's why I was hosting. Headliners were late. They didn't show up until maybe an hour after they were supposed to be on stage. So I ran through all the comics and it was like, okay, well, and, and I'm looking over at the promoter and I'm like, oh, he just keep, going, keep, going, yeah. keep going. Stretch it out. And when we looked up, you know, and nobody was tired, nobody was, and we were at the East Center, bro, and it was like, I was tired on stage. And as soon as I saw LaDon walk in the door, I didn't give him a chance to do <laughs> shit, nothing. I was like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, get ready for LaDon Wiggs. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? And how did he do? Hell, he did that, great. Yeah. He did great. I mean, LaDon to me, a lot of you guys are better comics than I am, man. I was just, I'm, and I always say that, you know. But I think we may be dep- better at certain areas. No, that, maybe. that depends on how you define it. But and I so, like, yeah. I feel like I'm a strong writer. I think all of us as adults here at this table, we can admit to our strengths. Right. I feel like I'm a strong writer. I told you that. I, I yeah. always. From the very first time looking at you, looking at the panel, I'm like, dude, got really strong material. Yeah, and, really but strong. yeah, my stage presence, my confidence, my voice, like I, I know I'm still lacking in those areas. Bro, I don't. Um, I, I got a, I got a lot of respect for you guys as far as like, especially Adam, you, uh, Seth is another one. Um, I look at Alex more so like a, a kind of guy like myself. And, and, yeah, and, for the listeners at home, this is a person of color. Yeah. saying that Seth is funny <laughs> and and not it, we well, did his episode yeah. last week and his, it was dicey yeah. at best so we're gonna do his episodes after you okay. yeah. your episode is gonna be this coming up because I need time to edit All right so, <laughs> yeah. so you're endorsing Seth not despite his but just I, like, I like despite him. his he problematic Right. statements so, uh, <laughs> he say some raunchy he say some crazy shit yeah. to my face right so it's like but i appreciate that i like that i like people who are he'll push the limit yeah push it it's comedy but he's yeah. smart because I, I i haven't seen every time he's been at corky's but i feel like he kind of doesn't go as far at corky's as he did for example in our podcast right. so i think he's smart enough to not yeah he knows his audiences yeah. Uh, except for that one time where he got banned for three weeks, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that was just for grinding on someone. Yeah. I just not I think, just for, uh, it was assault. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he must have went really far. I wasn't there, but I heard about yeah. it. And, and I'm a big grinder. Everybody knows that. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, but, but you ghost grind. Yeah, You're on the stage. Like a, he yeah, he went gonna, up on a lady yeah. on the front in the front row. I thought I was laughing because I thought she was his friend or somebody he knew. Oh. It was. It was a complete I, stranger. Yeah, and when he I waited real, yeah. till like her partner went to the bathroom. Oh. Yeah, and when when I found out that it wasn't a setup, then I was like, "Oh <laughs> man, I feel terrible for laughing." Man. Hey man, fuck it. Yeah, it's comedy. That's how I feel about it. It's comedy. I, I feel like do whatever. 
I mean, they're that my personal within reason. Yeah, guys. But I think a lot of the comics that (laughs) yeah don't you 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 tell all these white kids to say the n word? No, like no, I don't. You know, I mean, (laughs) you tell them with with the threat of consequences. Right. (laughs) Okay. So this is this is this is me. Okay. This is how I feel. We all know, motherfuckers say it. You say it, you know, and if, 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 I mean, shit, there's consequences that come with it, but I appreciate the fact that a motherfucker said it. Like, fuck it. I you, mean, that's what the First Amendment is. It's not, say you can it. say whatever you want, but you, if it, I knock yeah. your ass out, yeah. right. then, you, yeah, you know, you're not free from those consequences. You, exactly. You're free to say whatever yeah. you want, but yeah. you're not free from the consequences yeah. that come along with it, bro. And I think that that's just my personal opinion. I feel like, especially, well, black comics, we do it all the time. We, we do it all the time. Yeah. It's, 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 we, we, are, we are, um, we do the whole black, white, this thing, that, 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 we do it all the time. And people, especially black people, and I'm a black man and I'm a real black man. And I'm, I'm going to say that, like, if you're going to stand around a bunch of white boys and say nigga this and nigga that, and nigga this and nigga that, and nigga this and nigga that, and it's all in the music and it's all on TV and it's all on this and it's all on that. How you mad when he say it? Yeah. How are you mad when he says it? As long as you, I mean, and for me growing up, like it was always coming from a place of, like you know how you we've hung out enough, like you knew. Right. I grew up in Temple, I you know, <laughs> and it and it always came from a place of uh, like admiration right. and love for my boys. Right. But I mean, at, at, I would say within the past ten years, I think it stopped for yeah. me just because I knew like. How I'm not. I'm, take it. How people are gonna take it, and I'm never gonna fully comprehend the negative sides of that word. Right. That's that's the. I respect that too because you know you got some guys that, like my grandparents, bro. Like they had a different life than us. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you say that around my grandfather or my grandmother, and it's like my grandpa will shoot you, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Like you have to. I think. I think we all have to operate from a place of empathy and compassion. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, just as people in general, bro, it's like, I'm not going, if I'm in a room full of Mexican people or whoever, I'm not, even if I'm making fun, I've done shows where I'm talking about you, but I'm not belittling you or, you know what I mean? I think that's where guys get fucked up at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I do, I think that's where people try to be edgy, that they try to push the edge, and if you're not doing it, it, it's the, the, stare, the trope of don't punch down kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And and I, for me, yeah. it's a, it's a, you don't know me like that. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like, a big difference. Right. And so if, if I, if we know each other, right. if we've been on the road together, if we've done shows together. I know your story. I know you. I know your background. That's completely different. Yeah. Bro. I mean, like, I didn't, there was a comic in, um, there was a comic in New Jersey. There's a comic in New Jersey. I was because I used to run around on the scenes in Jersey and Philly, and yeah, they're pretty close, right? And yeah, it's yeah. right across the bridge, twenty minutes. So um, the way he would do it, it was smart, it was edgy, but it was funny. Yeah, and it wasn't in a place where it was. His like, name was Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like <gasps> right, but his setup to it was like super crazy. You know what I mean? It was like you had no choice but to respect it and laugh at it. And then you got guys that just want to fucking say it. Yeah. And you can tell that. Right. And it's just like, that's why I had a conversation with Seth about, you know, certain shit. Like, 
don't come off like that, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And don't. It's it's a tough line to walk. It but, really, so but don't you, do it if you know, if it's like, if okay, for instance, like you my boy, bro. Like if I know something hurts your feeling, I'm not about to get on stage and do that shit because yeah. it truly hurts your feelings. Like I'm not out to hurt nobody feelings yeah. doing comedy, God, no. bro. Like I learned that early on in doing stand-up that there's a really thin line from all of us laughing at each other's pain and shit like that or just being rude bro yeah. just flat out I, yeah flat out mean i did it before and it was like i felt horrible you know what I mean? it was this girl in the front row i pointed her out called her ugly basically <laughs> and it was like it was mean bro. Yeah. it was really yeah. mean it wasn't and you can see that in their face too right like on stage it was like, like damn i felt so bad i never wanted to feel like that again right. after i got off stage it's the opposite of what we're trying to attain yeah, on stage i don't i don't want that when i yeah. get off stage i want people to feel good you know what i mean i might have talked about you but it's like hey man you know right yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't ever want anybody coming up to me like that was fucked up why'd you do that and that's what happened i was like only a year in at yeah. the time but i never you'll never it, you guys know you see me all i fuck with people all the time yeah. bro but I'm not gonna hurt your feelings, man. Yeah, in front on the porch, I remember there's a few times you called me an asshole. I am an asshole. I'm not gonna say it on stage, right? But I'm it's funny to me, bro. It's I'm like, an asshole. Yeah, and this, this is kind. It's kind of like mass behind yeah. this, like bluey tattoos. I, yeah, I think it's like that's what. Like I watch you a lot when we out and doing mics and shit and performing, and I'm like. Tell Keisha that. Look at Justin. <laughs> you oh, can see like, him. Yeah, when I like put my head down, like, you what can, the fuck was he thinking? You can see him watch the entire room, and you can see every pun he's gonna say. It's like his face don't hide it, bro. It's <laughs> fucking funny. I just, I don't know. It's just, it's just funny to me. It's a good guy, though. Most of the time. <laughs> So you you had talked about how you admire like people the joke writing ability or whatever. Uh -huh. You are more. I mean, I there are bits because I've I've seen you the last you know two or three years right. that you do, but you might do in a five minute set, yeah. a couple of minutes of jokes and then three minutes. Is that has that evolved over the years? Yeah. Um. Or you know, because I feel like a lot of your comedy, it's it sounds like is comes from your person. Like you 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 didn't have to find your voice. Right. Your voice came out and then you adjusted that to the stage. You're exactly right. Um. I mean, has, has your comedy evolved? I mean, how much has it evolved? How do you see your comedy evolving from when you first started? Um, I know I know the timing, timing a little better now. I know how to read a room now. Um, <clears throat> it definitely evolved, though, because at first I did used to try to, like, write. I, I would emulate what I thought a comedian was. You know what I mean? I think we all do it. It's like, and um, I found myself like, hey, I'm not being me really i'm just giving these people what i think that they want that's where i am right now you know I mean? like so, i think this is your style like you're right. dry you're monotone right but like right now i'm animated like my voice yeah. is inflecting i'm i'm here talking to you i need to get this on stage like i that's 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 my next goal for this summer i think that um football for me i know what happened was I, I had really good people around me. I had my cousins. I had, you know, family, people who really knew me. You know what I mean? And though the audience would, would, would be laughing, I would get off stage. and my, This was back east. So my people were there. You know what I mean? It would be like, yo, nigga, that ain't you. Like, I ain't come down here to see you 
Nah, do that shit you was doing on the porch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do that shit you was. And once I started doing that, because it just. So I try to get on stage, bro, and just be myself as much as I possibly can. As far as material and crowd work goes, like over the years, I used to try to write in the beginning. I used to try to write, and it would like really frustrate me because I didn't know how to put the jokes together on stage, you know, and I, and I would be, it take too long, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. So I threw the pen and the pad away. I started freestyling. That's why it was so important for me to hit mics but on the East Coast is different, bro. We got two, three mics every night of the week. So I, 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 I took jokes that I knew that worked, and I just, oh, okay, I got that one on your side. And okay, I said that last week. Okay, that works. And then I got this. Okay, oh, that'll work. And so I kind of compiled it into a five-minute set. But if you ever notice, when I'm fucking with the crowd, it's going into one of my jokes. Yeah. yeah. It is is going into something that I know that works. That's why it keeps like keeps working. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, time too, bro. I got ten years in. Yeah. So, shit. Sometimes I get stuck on stage and then I'll think about some shit from six years ago. Okay, I can do that. No, I love that about you. You, You're able to transition a room right so easily. Like, it's not easy, but you do it. You make it look easy. It just took time, bro. And that's why I tell all the new newer comics. Bro, you got a year in, bro. Right. Don't be so hard on yourself. You got two years in, bro. Don't be so hard yeah. on yourself. I got 10 in, and I watch headliners just about every weekend. These guys got 25 years on stage. Oh, yeah. 25 yeah. years. And that's why I try to stress the fact, too. I hate calling us locals, but other comics, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, bro, if I'm the goal to beat, you need bigger goals. Right. You need to go hang out at a comedy club or something and oh, see yeah. somebody that's been on stage for 25 yeah. years yeah. and look how they work, bro. Yeah, and if, if you want to be a, a stand-up comedian, go down to Austin, go up to Dallas. There are, you know, Hyenas, <laughs> Addison Improv, you know, Cap City. That, and, there's and, a ton and, of opportunities. Yeah. And when yeah. we, if we ever reference on this show, like, Polished, mm-hmm. I think that's that's one of the goals of the, like, like damn, like, yeah. He he did that like flawlessly, bro. Like, I would that shit took so long, and it was because I'm like, I was really dedicated to stand up, bro. Like, really, like uh, I chose stand up over my family. I chose stand up over marriage. I chose stand up over everything, and I would literally put that time in, bro. Like I would travel four or five hours for ten minutes, and when I was on the East Coast, open mic. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is like an all-day job, bro. You got early mic, starts at 5, and you go from, you know, one room at 5 and you go to another room at 7. And keep in mind, I'm in Philadelphia. New York is right here. So I would run up to New York yeah. as much as I possibly could. And sometimes you don't even get on a mic, bro. Sometimes you had a room till 1 o'clock in the morning and you last on the list. Yeah. So it's like... I did all of that shit. I did all of that. I did all of that. I did all of that. I kept doing it. I kept doing it. I kept doing it. One day, uh, I was on stage, and this was in uh, Virginia Beach. We had a show in Virginia Beach. I got booked. Shout out to Ryan Davis. You know, that was with Ryan went out there. And um, I just was flowing, bro. I didn't know where it came from. I didn't know how I did it. And then I sat back and was like, well, shit, you've been doing it for five years now. Yeah. You know, you, okay, cool. This is what it is. So I kind of learned not to, like, overthink everything, bro, and not just be – people People who come to comedy shows, 
They want to laugh. They're gonna if you're confident on stage, it's, your material could be shit. But they're gonna yeah. laugh. Oh yeah, yeah, they believe you. Yeah, yeah. We've we've seen that where you have a comic that hardly ever tell like doesn't tell a funny joke, but they're up there and they're you know animated talking with they're, the audience and, and the people are laughing them, and confident. They're, you don't even hear one joke and they're but they're killing. Yeah. I get a lot of hate for that. I get a lot of love for it, but I get a lot of hate for it too. It's like, but you tell jokes. I like do. You don't. You don't just get up there and just talk, and you know. So that's the thing. Yeah. And then, and so like a lot of people don't know my story. So I've been accused of stealing bits. I've been because I have two people right now, and I'm always. I'm, they told me not to say it, but I'm gonna start saying it. Cole from Martin and this dude Barry Bruce. So like, I perform with these guys. <laughs> And they fucking stole my shit, and then it went on to be on Comedy Central and yeah. this, that, and the third. And then I do the bit, and you got certain people out there who hate me so much, or did at that time, it'd be like, I know I heard that somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. And then and then that pops up, and it's like, that's not Philly's bit, that's his bit. Well, in actuality, that's mine, bro. And the people who know me, and the people who know how long I've been around, they know as well. That used to be a bigger thing before the internet and YouTube. Right. And some comics would pay another comic and say, here's $200. This is my bit now. And others would just be like, this is my bit now. No money or anything. Yeah. It's crazy now, too, because you you guys know that you can chat AI shit, Mm -hmm. right? You can do the, yeah, that's. They write your jokes for you. You can literally. You can literally say, uh, give me jokes about jail. And what's crazy, like you can type in like a voice, like give me jokes about jail and Bill Cosby style in Jerry Seinfeld style. Like you could, it's fucking crazy. It's it's the future. It's what's going to happen. And that's why I appreciate, you know, me and what I went through on my journey and what I'm still going through on my journey. Because one thing nobody can say is like, hey, bro, that's not him. That's not that person. That's not that person. That's Sharif. That's Philly. That's yeah. me. Yeah. That's who I am on stage. You know what I mean? Like, I love this shit, bro. So it's, it's kind of. Yeah, that's a, that's an issue I run into because I do a lot of like silly puns right. or dad jokes, like just terrible jokes. It's my voice. Right. But it's, it's, if there's a political event that happens, I tell a joke. There's probably 20 other people that told, maybe not the same exact joke, but similar jokes. And so it, it when my jokes don't always come from a personal place, uh-huh. it's it's harder to be unique. And I yeah. love you as well, Adam. Yeah. Um, I think I tell you all the time, every time I see you, bro, it, it's like uh, watching you on stage, you got this quirkiness to you, but the shit is hilarious yeah. to me. Like, it's really, really funny. And then, like, like you'll get on stage and start talking about your issues and shit like that. And that's who you are yeah. in real life. That's yeah. really who you are. So that's why it works. I wish, like, personally, I wish that you would fucking do more, come out. You know what I mean? Like, you funny as hell to I'm me, a, bro. Honestly. I'm working on my mental health right now. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not, you know, I'm not giving up on comedy. I'm just taking a little bit of a break. Right. And so I just have to find a good balance. I think... For somebody who is younger or like they want this to be their career, they yeah. want to make money. It's a, it's a lot easier to make sacrifices of sleep and right. time. And so I I need to because I love doing it, but it's just a hobby. It's not you know it's not going to be my career or my job. I think you, know, you I would gotta, be I really successful just yeah. headlining yourself. Yeah. Not waiting for nobody to book you. Not waiting for nobody to put you on the show. You have a real well enough name. People know who you are. Put your own show. Yeah. Headline yourself. Huh? I've I'd open for yeah. you. It's it's tough to get for me to get an audience out. I 
you know, but no, no, yeah. for me it is. Yeah. You think that, yeah. but it's not. I've, I've, bro, I've seen you, I've worked with you, I've, I've been on shows with you and it's always the same reaction. It's like, oh, I how, appreciate it. Yeah. When, 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 when I'm not, see like that's, a, I think that's the difference with me too, that people don't know that I enjoy comedy. I am a comedy fan yeah. before anything else. So you hear me if, at any mic and who's ever on stage and I'm watching. Ah! Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not a gimmick, bro. I'm really fucking laughing. That's funny to me. And then I know the art of comedy now. So I can see what you did or what you're trying to do. But I'm telling you, bro, like you funny. It's funny. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to They Said I'm Funny. Uh, you can email us at they said I'm funny at gmail.com. You can find our social media on Twitter. You can find us at They Said I'm Funny. And on Facebook, search for our page, They Said I'm Funny. You can also give us a call on our Google Voice number. Uh, that number is 254 294 6032. That is 254 254- Two nine four six zero three two, and thanks again for listening.